Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning. How are you doing on Every Day is Thursday? Oh my gosh. I think I told you a while ago, uh, weeks are just flying. Just absolutely flying. I don't know, you know. You would think that they would go really slow because you don't go anyplace or do that much. But I mean, next thing you know, it's time for dinner and go to bed. Every day is Thursday is a saying that developed in Havelock. We had a weekly newspaper and we had to go to press Wednesday night. And you, Sammy, and I were so busy throughout the week that we didn't have time to catch our breath. And then Wednesday night, we'd take the newspaper to the printing press. And Thursday was the only day that we could relax and have breakfast and spend the morning just as human beings. And and you said one day, uh, gee, these weeks are passing like days, and uh, that's what's happening now. Oh, absolutely. I don't quite understand that. Mm. Mm. Hey, there's a lot of natural disasters out in the world today, and uh, you and I have had the opportunity to live and exist, not just visit, but live and exist in four different, totally in different environments. So I thought I'd, uh, we'd take a look today at the environments of the places where we have lived and uh, looked at some of the disasters that uh, people feared in that area. Let's start in reverse order. And we're in Mesa, Arizona, and I, I guess there's all kinds of things that can happen here in the desert. Oh, I would think so. Dust storms are really crazy here. I never thought of a dust storm as something uh, really dangerous, but uh, if you've ever been in one uh, here, it's uh, not only can you not see, it hurts. <laughs> mm. It's like riding a motorcycle without a helmet or a mask on. Um, that and flooding here because uh, the water has no place to go. It just, when it rains, of course, we've been wanting rain for the last three days and haven't gotten a thing so far. So, uh, Yes, I would think the dust storms and flooding are the big things here. You know, back in the 70s, they tell us that uh, whenever the tropical storm Norma hit, they had 23 uh, Arizonans who died in flash floods. So you're exactly right. You get in a crevice, uh, and, and the rains just, uh, they come immediately. But what happens is they come off that mountain in walls of water, and there's no protection. I know, and the funny thing about being here in Phoenix, I noticed in from being like when we were Illinois or California, is for some reason it's like there was a movie, uh, a show on TV called The Dome, mm -hmm. which I loved and thought would come back, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway. It was doomed. <laughs> it was doomed. Uh, the Dome was doomed. Okay. <laughs> dome to the doom doom. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, so anyway... Um, you can honestly be driving down the road on one of the interstates here and look around and see the world as if it was we were in a bubble because you can see all the way around. And here you can see rain all the way around you. It's just, I don't know, it's like... Um, First time I went into a 3D movie, and 
the movie was all the way around you. That's the way it seems here when you see storms and stuff coming. It's just a different, um, what I want to say, uh, picture. Mm-hmm. They call them haboobs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the old timers still talk about back in the uh, 30s, whenever they had a big dust storm and uh, millions and millions of tons of top prairie soil from the Midwest was dumped in this area and they called it Black Sunday. It was so uh, uh, dark from the soil in the in the air, the old timers say it's really, really was a terrible time because there's not too many of them left around. You know, there's not too many of us remember the 30s, but... Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, the highest temperature ever recorded in uh, Mesa, Arizona was 118.9. Oh, it was 122 on our little thermometer on the back porch here on the patio. Um, yeah, it seems like... This year, the the high temperatures have hung on longer. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have maybe two, three weeks of it, but we've had over a month of it now already, really high. The uh, opportunity to come to Arizona uh, came to us while we were living in San Diego. Uh, San Diego is supposed to be the garden spot of the world. It is a great place to live. Um, I think they've even had a little climate change since we uh, left there because um, it used to be just ideal, perfect weather. We always said it uh, had three of the seasons and left out winter, which was great. Um, it would get warm, but, you know, you could always go down to the ocean and cool off. And I think that's changed now, too. I think a lot of change has come about by the weather. Uh, we arrived in San Diego from North Carolina in July 1993. And it wasn't a few months until the Cedar Fire caught in San Diego and burned thousands and thousands of acres. And I remember I was going to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, going to the newspaper office, and I came up over the hill there. Uh, we were living out at uh, Humol, out at Wild West Place. And I saw this wall of fire on the horizon. And I remember I went to Tyler's Taste of Texas to have coffee with the guys. And I said, guys, you're from here. You were born and raised here, a lot of you. What's going on? And they said, oh, it's, it's a fire. They'll put it out. And it ended up uh, destroying over 2,000 homes and it killed, uh, I think, about 14 people. And I remember a fireman, Steve Runker, was out in an area, and uh, he died. And I was working for Duncan Hunter Sr. at the time. And he was in Washington. He called me and he said, uh, I can't get out here in time, so I want you to go to the scene of the fire and report to me uh, what's going on. And I swung by Verizon's, and a buddy of mine was there. It was called Nextel or something like that back then. And uh, the original name of Verizon, I forget. And I told him I wanted to know if he had a speaker, any kind of speaker that I could put on my phone. And he said, we got a new thing in. You plug it into your phone, and you can be in a large room, and the speaker will sound like he's right there. So I took that out and made over a thousand calls to the congressman about the fire and 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 the thing about 
Southern California. And the thing about California now, the fires, there's what, uh, hundreds of fires going on right now. Oh, um, especially two big ones that we are concerned about because we were talking to our son Jonathan and his family. They'd been up to uh, Lake Tahoe uh, for a few days just to get out of the city. And he said that they got up yesterday morning and there was ash everywhere. And um, there was also, you know, just smoke. You couldn't breathe. And they have a fire burning, I think it was north of um or uh, north of uh Tahoe and then they found out that some of their uh friends in their hometown of uh Monterey Bay were also uh leaving their homes because there's a fire there so they were headed back home to check out things um in Monterey so it's just and then the news this morning on TV just it's just unbelievable how they burn whole, you know, whole homes everywhere. Actually, the Cedar Fire was in 2003, October 2003. Yes, yes it was. Yeah, we did move to uh, San Diego in 1993. I do remember yes. that. And it was quite some time before you and I went to work for Duncan. Yes, and because we went to work for uh, the congressman in 2003. And I remember we were... Um, at his office, and they were talking about the fires, and we were living in an apartment at the time down at Rancho San Diego, and uh, we actually went home and uh, packed up a few things in our car and then went back to work, and uh, you could see the smoke and flames from there. Uh, That happened to us uh, two different times. The next fire got, uh, I'm saying... Like really close. Up over the hill. Up over the hill, and it could have gone either way, and it just happened to turn before it got to us and uh, go down in the valley. But that was that one was really scary because we had just moved into uh, our new home that we built, and so that one was very scary. Yeah, we were raised in the Midwest, and we'll talk about that, but the thing about the fires in California they travel at several miles an hour. I mean, they, they will outrun a car and consume a car because a lot of the people who died in the Cedar Fire burned in their car trying to get, escape. And you can tell how fast they burn because um, there is nothing to stop them. Um, it is so dry in all these places, especially up in the mountains where they don't get as much uh, moisture as sometimes we do down here. Um, it is just, uh, you know dry tundra and it's just it just flies it just ignites and just goes and jumps roads and mountains and everything yeah the uh spring rains will come and the 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 twigs and everything will sprout up and they call them uh kindle and uh it's uh, it burns very quickly and uh, you know, we didn't think too much about earthquakes in San Diego, but uh, San Diego is on a large fault, the Rose Canyon Fault, which runs right under downtown San Diego. But out of East County, the Elsinore and the San Jacinto Faults. And, you know, I always heard all my life growing up is uh, California was filled with fruits and nuts and uh, earthquakes. If you go out there, the uh, state of California is going to fall off in the ocean and you're going to die. 
Yes, I'd never experienced an earthquake. And uh, one morning, uh, you had already left for work, and I was getting up and around to go to work. And um, we were always wanting it to rain in San Diego. It never did rain, and we all loved the rain. And uh, all of a sudden, I was in my bedroom, and I could hear a big rumbling and it sounded like thunder, and I went to the window, and I thought, oh, my gosh, it's going to rain. It's actually going to rain. And then uh, the floor and everything, I was upstairs in a two-story house, and the floor and everything began to rumble. And I still remember saying to someone that day, oh, my gosh, you know, I thought it was going to rain, all the thunder. And they said, no, that was an earthquake. Mm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I didn't know it at the time. The uh, I'm spending all my time today uh, correcting everything. Uh, we moved to San Diego in 1997, not 1993, because we true. moved we moved <laughs> to North Carolina in yeah. 1993 in July 1993, and shortly after we moved to North Carolina, Hurricane Emily struck. You remember that one? I remember. We went down to the ocean. Yes, yes, you know, uh, your <laughs> regular tourist, we had to go see what the ocean looked like. And it wasn't that scary then because it really hadn't come close to uh, shore. Um, but we did spend that, and we lost uh, uh, power and everything and a lot of rain. And But what was so funny is that the people where we lived in in North Carolina were so used to these coming in that... The power went off, and it didn't seem to bother anyone because everyone brought out their grills outside, and they started cooking, and it was almost like a block party. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so they were very uh, used to that. But then there was another one, um, and I remember I was going to fly to Paso Robles, and I was on the last plane out of Newburgh, and the... Uh, Hurricane hit right after I left, and that's when uh, you and Sammy were barricaded in a hallway, I think. Uh, and that one was really a big one. Hurricane Fran, and it came through and knocked out all the power and everything. But, you know, you hit an interesting point. Uh, you can lose electricity and still survive pretty good because, like you said, we got our grill out and we went out to the uh, cul-de-sac and had a party and everything else. As long as you got water... Water is the essential thing in a disaster. And as long as you can go in and, and uh, take a shower and, and also do the uh, uh, stool and everything, uh, you're in good shape. So we didn't lose water, but we did lose power. Uh, yes, I remember sitting out on the porch through the first one. Uh, the little patio that faced the uh, golf cart it just happened to shelter us, the house did, from the severe wind and crazy people that we were. We sat out there and watched it for a long time. We came from Benton, Illinois. You and I were born there, spent the first half of our life, uh, residents of Benton, Illinois. And the big disaster that I feared there were tornadoes. Oh my gosh, yes. Those are sneaky little devils. And and they never come except at night. Mm. That always got me. I thought, why at night while you're sound asleep? You know, um, I've never been through one. But I have seen the funnels uh, close to us. Um, I think the scariest one was when I was in high school. Um, 
we used to have a county fair, and it was located maybe a quarter of a mile, eighth of a mile from our home. And uh, as kids in high school, we girls, we used to work at the fair, uh, seating people in the grandstand and everything. And I remember uh, all of a sudden my dad walking up, who also um, had a part in the fair, uh, and telling me to very quietly lock the gate that I was sitting there. And he said, and go get in the car and don't ask any questions. And I thought, oh my gosh, what is wrong? And then when I got to the car, he drove my mother and I home. And uh, he said that there had been a tornado sighted coming through from Cesar, which is very close to us. And it was a bad uh, tornado, but it did not do any damage where we were. But I think that might have been the one that went through Thompsonville Mm -hmm. that really tore it up. Yeah, the... uh 1925 tornado, the tri-state tornado, uh, killed over 2,000 people and injured over uh, 20,000 people. Uh, It was uh, through Illinois, uh, Indiana, and uh, Missouri. Uh, It ripped through, and that tornado was well-remembered by the older folks. And my grandparents, uh, Reverend Mr. and Mrs. James Carney, uh, Grandpa Carney, Grandpa and Grandma had a storm shelter, mm. and that storm shelter was the uh, was the focal point. Every time clouds started rolling up, they uh, all the extended families would come in and go down into that storm shelter, uh, shelter, and sit there in uh, dripping water and cold and everything else, um, waiting for the clouds to pass. Yeah, I remember that so well, too. Brought a smile to my face when you said that because I had forgotten that. Uh, my grandmother and grandfather Payne had a storm cellar like that, and it's it's not like your storm cellar today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, was, it was a hole cut into the earth with steps leading down into this hole like you were walking down in your grave, uh, which had nothing in it except maybe a bench to sit in. And um, I remember every time a storm would come up, um, my grandfather, Payne, would uh, call us and say, get down here, because he was scared to death of storms because he had um, a brother that was struck by lightning in a storm, and then I think he had some other close calls with some of his family members. So that was what I remember about that is going down there in the hole. And my father would usually never come down in the hole. He was the type that wanted to stand outside and watch the weather. And I found out that I was just like him because now when a storm comes, uh, I'm the first one outside to look and see where everything's coming from. You know, we had a storm the other day, lightning and uh, thunder and everything else. And here you stood with the door open, uh, looking outside, and I told you that uh, my grandma uh, was uh, did that and got struck by lightning. And uh, it's a very easy thing to do. I kept waiting for you to turn into a candle. <laughs> I know, but I was waiting for, you know, lightning either kills somebody or it shocks them enough that it makes them this really smart, super, you know, person. I'm waiting for that, not the death. The, all of a sudden be struck by lightning and have this great mind. <laughs> well, 
will probably the lightning gods look around and say, if she's dumb enough to stand outside, we're going to give her one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the older folks were scared to death because of that tornado, too, because everybody knew somebody who got hurt or killed in that 1925 tornado. But it did change the psychology of the Browning family because my mother, uh, after doing that a couple of times, she proclaimed that she was not going to do that. She was not going to run to a storm shelter in West City. And um, she was going on with her activities and uh, using common sense. So I don't think any of her kids are afraid of storms now because of that. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because uh, some kids are, I meant. Uh, our little Augie for a long time was scared of the rain because it was something, I guess, that he hadn't seen, you know? And all of a sudden, one day, it was pouring down rain, and he was actually crying. He was scared to death. Yeah. So we covered all the uh, disasters, the main the main fearful disasters. Uh, first of all, Benton, and then in 1993, we moved to North Carolina, then in 1997, we moved to San Diego, and then, uh, what, uh, when did we move here? Uh, well, we bought a home here in 2013. 2013, a yes. good lucky year, and it's been a good time ever since. Uh, any other disasters you want to talk about? Oh, hopefully not, not that I can think of. Mm. No. Good, good. <laughs> so this has been a disastrous podcast. Could we call it that? I hope not. <laughs> that covers a lot of territory. <laughs> I love uh, podcasting with you. You've got all the insight and uh, the details. All I am is just the uh, interrogator. Yes, you're my straight man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love you, darling. Love you. Talk to you later. Have another Thursday. Okay, bye. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.